Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Okay, so in today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast, we're going to be talking about how to make goals happen. Because last week, or not last week, actually a couple weeks ago by now, we talked about how to set goals. We talked about what a SMART goal is. Now, if you remember, and if you listen to that episode, and if you haven't listened to that episode, I very much encourage you to go back and listen to it because we covered some key elements of how to set a good goal that you can actually accomplish that isn't just going to overwhelm you or lie dormant on a list somewhere that you forget about by the time March rolls around. So go back and listen to that episode about goal setting so that you can work on that, set some great goals. And then in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to make those goals actually happen. When we talked about goal setting, I told you about an acronym that is very popular. Um, it's called SMART. And when you when you set a goal, you want it to be a SMART goal. And each of those letters stands for something. And I won't go into that right now. But I want to set that framework for that's how you set goals to make sure that they're SMART. When we want to make goals actually happen, we want them to have heart. Isn't that cute? I made that up myself. Um, So the idea is that that is also an acronym for four things, uh, habit, action, review, and tenacity. Now, I'm going to get a little theoretical, a little deep here for a minute, but I hope you'll hang with me because I think this is an absolutely crucial point for anybody who wants to accomplish something new. When I talk about having heart and the first letter standing for habit. When we set a goal, it's because it's something that we've probably never accomplished before. It is something big and that inspires us and that would mean a lot for us to do. But it's also completely new, and we don't exactly know how to go about it. And it takes a lot of thought. Whether it's running a marathon, we need to think, well, how am I going to train for it? What kind of clothes do I need? You know, this and that, so many things to think about before we can accomplish it. Now, where habit comes in is that when you're trying to accomplish something new, you want to be able to break it down in such a way that you don't really need to think through the process every single time. So for example, if you're going to run a marathon, you want to have a habit of running at a certain time every single day. Now, maybe those running times are going to be different if you're following some sort of training plan. But the idea is to consistently do something at the same time so that at least the time of day that you're doing it is not something that you have to think about. We have in each of us something that uh, I suppose psychologists call cognitive load. And you could basically break that down to being willpower budget. So, for example, when I wake up in the morning to get dressed, I walk into my closet and I look at all my clothes and I think, what am I going to wear today? 
And half the time, man, that drains my willpower budget down to about 50% just by the time I get dressed. Because I'm thinking, oh, I guess I should check the weather. Well, what's on the calendar? What am I doing today? Who's going to be there? And what do I want to look like? Am I supposed to look professional or casual or cool? Or, you know, what's the look that I'm going for? So I'm thinking through all of these things, and it's wearing down on whatever willpower that I have to accomplish anything else during the course of the day. Now, there's a story about Steve Jobs that he used to pretty much have a wardrobe that consisted of black turtlenecks and jeans. That was it. So when Steve Jobs would wake up in the morning, he would go into his closet, not even having to open his eyes or have a cup of coffee, just grab a black turtleneck and his jeans. And he was ready to go. He didn't have to think about anything. Me, on the other hand, I'm a mess by the time I've picked out my wardrobe for the, the day. Now, I also have this friend named Patricia, and she is very organized. And she and her girls pick out all of their clothes for the week and set them on, their, on um, the bed for the entire week. So they have everything planned out for the week. So they do have to do some thinking all in one day. But then during the week, they don't have anything to think about. They just pick the clothes for that day and they're ready to go. They've reduced their cognitive load for each day. So whatever your goal is, whether it is to write a blog or write a book, whether it's to accomplish something athletically or lose weight or whatever it is, what habits can you form that will build a foundation for you reaching that goal? Another good example would be if you're wanting to you know, I want to lose 50 pounds this year. And so I'm going to work out for one hour every single day. Once you hit that first day of trying to reach your goal, odds are you're going to wake up, look working out for one entire hour in the face and think, I just don't know if I can do that. And it's just going to drain that willpower budget that you have. Because it's such a big thing. You don't know what time you're going to go. You don't know what you're going to wear. You don't know what you're going to do for one hour. You don't even know if you can do it. It is all so new and so overwhelming. So to reduce that cognitive load, but still reach your goal, you know, might take longer than one year. But to reach your goal of losing those pounds and working out for an hour a day, what if instead... You said, my goal for this year is to be able to work for one, work out for one hour every day. And let's say you started, though, by working out for one minute. And then every week, you add one more minute. And then every month, you add on another minute. I don't know, you make up those extra eight minutes somewhere. But if you are simply faithful to that really relatively small goal, by the end of the year, you will have this deeply, deeply ingrained habit of working out for an entire hour every single day. Now, I'm not necessarily advocating that you need to work out for an hour every day. I don't think that most people do, depending on what kind of you know exercise that is. But the idea of breaking it down into something small that becomes habitual, by the end of the year... You don't even have to think about when you're going to work out or where you're going to work out or how you're going to work out or what you're going to do because it has become a habit. So that means that by the end of the year, that is something that you already do. It is not a difficult thing for you to accomplish each day. So then in 2015, you can add on another goal. 
as opposed to how we often do things now, where we set a goal for a year, then we try, you know, to work out an hour every day for maybe two months, and then we just can't do it anymore. And then 2015 hits, and we think, okay, yeah, this is the year. Yeah, this is the year I'm going to do it. I'm going to work out for an hour every day. And then that dies after maybe three months. And then 2016, you try it again. But if you can start small and create a habit, then you are set up for the rest of your life. Now, when I started getting up early and spending time with God and exercising and planning, now I have to say I don't exercise as consistently as I read my Bible and stuff like that. But it is something that's ingrained in me and that even if I you know, have a few weeks or maybe months where I'm not doing anything significant, I always do come back to it because it has become a less powerful habit, but it has become a habit in my life. But when I first started getting up early, you know, it's never been anything huge and grand. I've I've not, you know, um, gone through seminary through my Bible studies in the morning or done anything particularly impressive. Even now, they're probably not that much more than 15 minutes, and I will write out Scripture, and I will pray, or I'll journal, or whatever it is that I do. It's not anything huge, honestly. It, you wouldn't be like, wow, that was that was an amazing quiet time you just had. Nope. It, it's really all been pretty simple, but the foundation of it, that it's built, that it's something just that I do. I don't need to have the willpower to get up in the morning to have my time with the Lord. It's just something that I do. And so that all that energy, I can then focus on planning or exercising or something that doesn't quite come as naturally. And then once those come more natural, then I can add on something else and something else. And, you know, it's just like a child, like your kid, when they learn to walk. If you put a kid, a baby on a track and said, okay, I need you to run around the track um, in about one minute, 400 meter track, ready, set, go. And, you know, they can't even walk. That's impossible. (laughs) That's just too big of a task for a baby to do. But if you break it down and say, okay, you know, this baby, well, let's see if we can help it learn to walk to the kitchen table. And then gradually your child learns, you know, the idea of moving your feet and balance. And then they, that becomes habit. And then they build on that and they learn to move their feet faster. And they build on that and they learn to run. And then they learn the mechanics of sprinting and running. And that becomes a muscle memory habit. And then they build on that, and that's how Olympians are born. You know, we're not born, but that's how Olympians become Olympians. They build on habit to create excellence. So that is what I want you to do. When I talk about H in heart, I want you to find a habit that you can use to help you reach your goal. Yes, yes, it may mean that you don't reach your goal this year, but it will mean that your life is transformed permanently by creating this habit that's really going to be a catalyst for everything else that you're able to do. And it's not you hitting New Year's Day every single year with pretty much the same goals over and over again. Now, the next letter in our fun little acronym is ACTION. And what I want you to hopefully do this year, and what I frankly want to do more of this year, is to have a default toward action. 
I know that I sometimes can be a little bit paralyzed by wanting things to be done right or thinking that I'm going to look dumb or just not knowing where to start. But instead, I want to have a default toward action. I want to be somewhat reckless and just go out and try it. Just go out and do it, even if I don't do it right. Even if I don't do it as well as I could have if I had studied for a little bit longer. Because that's not currently my modus operandi. I don't currently just want to dive out and try something and do something new. So I want to challenge you to have a default toward action. So we let's say you wanted to run. Instead of thinking, oh, I need to get new shoes. Oh, I need to find a good training plan. Just stop all that. Just go outside and go run for five minutes. Or whatever your goal might be, if it might be to write a book, instead of thinking deeply about, um, you know, exactly who the characters are going to be or, you know, what your entire theme is going to be, just sit down and write. Just start. Just start doing whatever your goal is. And every day, have a default toward action. Instead of a default toward preparing or planning, have a default toward action so that you can gain some momentum so that you can learn in the process and make mistakes. Because mistakes are going to happen no matter how much we prepare for something. There's a good chance that we might get embarrassed. We might not do things right. But that's really the best way for us to grow in the middle of the mess. So have a default toward action. The next letter is R for review. Now this one I think kind of a little bit goes in line with the idea of habit. But I find that each year when I make goals or resolutions or whatever you want to call them, by midway through the year, sometimes I forget what they were. And then I make new ones or I just kind of forget about them. And then I go off on this tangent or that tangent. And I get completely sidetracked. And I might look back at the end of the year and realize that I really didn't make any progress on the goals that I originally set out to make progress on, but maybe I did something else. So I think it's really important that we review. Now, this doesn't need to be something that means that, okay, permanently now these goals that I have heretofore written upon my journal are the goals that I will have for the entire 365 days of the year 2014. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that you're stuck in them. But it does mean that every week, for example, I try to do this on, it really fluctuates, but Friday, Saturday, or Sunday morning. I try to look back over my goals and review the week. So I'll, I have my goals divided up into four areas, which would be my faith, my, my personal self, my family, and my work. And I will go through and say, how did I do on my faith goals this week? How did I do on my personal goals? How did I do on my family goals? And how did I do on my business goals? And then every morning, I, this is actually something new that I've, I've started Every morning, I'm actually writing out my goals again, and they're morphing a little bit every day or every week as I realize a little bit more clearly what my goal needs to be or how I need to accomplish it or how I need to adjust it. So something that's been hugely powerful for me this year is I've been writing out scripture, and I just have a you know regular college-ruled notebook, and it's not pretty, it's not a fun journal or anything. Uh, but it's just a college-ruled notebook, and I just started writing out Proverbs a little bit every day. And then I added Philippians and Ephesians and Philemon. And it's been a really, really powerful habit for me this year. And so I thought, well, if that's been a powerful habit, 
maybe writing out something else would be powerful too. What if I wrote out my goals every single day and my vision for the year every single day so that I can constantly have before me what direction I'm headed in? You know, it's one thing to write them out and put them up in front of you. I think it's another thing to feel like they're a little bit fluid and that they can be adjusted and refined throughout the process of the year. And by writing it out, I feel like I um, understand them, I uh, absorb them at a deeper level. And so I grabbed another plain old journal, and I'm trying to fit it all on one page. It's currently, you know, I get real scrawly and chicken scratch at the bottom trying to fit it in, but uh, I'm trying to fit it all into one page, and I want to write those out every single morning just so that they can really become a part of who I am. But just like any sort of Olympic athlete, yes, I love the Olympics and I constantly <laughs> refer to them. And I'm a little bit excited about the Winter Olympics coming up here in a few weeks. Anyway, but just like any Olympian who is headed to the Olympics in February, they have had before them the goal of making the Olympics. It has been something that has been on their mind since they were very small children. And, and now as it gets closer to it, it is something that has been on their mind every single day as they're looking to qualify, as they're looking to make the team. And every decision that they make in the course of the day is filtered through that goal. They haven't forgotten about it. They don't, you know, get, go through a week of practice and halfway forget why they're practicing or what they were supposed to be doing. They have it constantly in front of them. Maybe they have an Olympic flag up on their bedroom wall. Maybe they have some sort of sticker on their tennis racket or their ice skate or whatever thing that they use. But they have it constantly before them, and they filter every decision through that goal. And really, there's no reason why it shouldn't be any different for us as moms. I mean, really... The Olympians are accomplishing something very specific, and we as moms want to accomplish something very specific. And I don't think that the process is every different. Our lives look different, and maybe as moms we need to be a little bit more fluid in how those goals get met simply because we don't just decide what our routine is. It's also determined by you know, what's going on in our children's lives. But I think it's crucial that we keep those goals constantly before us so that when it does come down to us, when it does come down to our decisions, that we can filter those through the goals that we have set. And let me just reiterate, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, that those goals need to be filtered through Jesus, ultimately. So you're not living by your goals. You're living by Jesus uh, every day, getting up, hopefully spending some time with him. And if you're not, then let's make that your goal for the year. One minute every day and every week add one more minute. Something like that. Just start somewhere. But we're getting up, spending time with Jesus, filtering those goals through him, and then filtering our daily decisions through those goals. So that we're we're accomplishing something. We are headed in some direction. Because I, I often say that, you know, God doesn't just make us on a whim. He has a purpose and a plan for you. There are people that he wants you to impact and a direction that he wants you to go. So keep your ear tuned to him and try to hear what direction that is. And then once you feel like you know, go for it. Listen to him constantly, but go for it and be focused because we can do amazing things through him. So review, write down those goals every day 
uh, I don't know how much time you have, but even if it's just writing down one word uh, for each goal to remind you what those are. If you can write down a page, write down a page. But keep those goals constantly before you. And then every week, sometime on the weekend, review how you did. How did I do any of those goals this week? Did I make progress? Did I fall behind? How can I do better? What can I do next week to make it even better? Then the last one in our fun little acronym is tenacity. And that just means, man, man up, focus, get it done, be um, dedicated. And that's what it's really going to come down to, ultimately. It's going to come down to choosing change over comfort. It's going to come down to sacrificing what you are for what you want to become. And that takes tenacity. And tenacity is something that some of us are born with, some of us have to fight for. But I think all of these other elements, the habit, the default toward action, and the reviewing process can help bolster our tenacity. Because we have that vision before us, and when we know what we're going for, it's easier to push through the hard times. So last time we talked about goals, we talked about making them smart. This time, when we want to learn to make goals happen, we have to have heart. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys will go out there and create some goals if you haven't already. And if you have, I want you to have heart. I want you to create a habit that will help you uh, towards your goal. I want you to have a default toward action and to review every single week what your goals are and every single day, write them down and be tenacious. Go after them, fight for them. Whatever those goals might be in whatever arena, fight for those goals and make them happen in 2014. Hey friends, I wanted to share a quick announcement with you. My wonderful friend Sally Clarkson hosts a conference every year called Mom Heart, and I have gone for the past mm, several years since I first heard about it. And it's a conference just for moms, and I leave every single year feeling so refreshed and so inspired as a mom. And so I wanted to tell you about it. Now, these events are coming up really soon. The next one is in Colorado, January 24th and 25th. Not even sure if registration is still open for that one. So if you're interested, head over to momheartconference.com to find out. Then there's another event in Irvine, California, February 7th and 8th, and another event in DFW or Dallas-Fort Worth area, Texas, February 21st and 22nd. And I'm going to be at that event. I will not be speaking, but I'd love to schedule a meetup and hang out with you guys. So if you're going to the Dallas-Fort Worth one, let me know because I want to hang out with you. But I wanted to make sure that you heard about this event because it's been such a blessing to me. And I know it'll be a blessing to you. So head over to momheartconference.com to get all the details about the event. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now. And I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. 
And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. is quiet But I've set aside this time for you I bow before the throne of a noble king And in this place my heart begins to sing It's gonna be a good day A good day filled with His grace His grace and sweet news May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in His way by His Spirit with each breath that I take. It's feeling like a good day.